Hello, and thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast from Prism Insurance Agency. As you know, we put in a ton of time and effort to make each of our shows as valuable as we can. If you find the information useful, please share this podcast with a friend by emailing it to them or sharing this on the social media site of your choice. The economy's been pretty tough the last several years. So how does a person start a new business and grow from 34000 in billing his first month to over $1.1 million by the end of year one per month? Joining us today is author, business coach, doctor, and recently recognized by Glazer Kennedy as Entrepreneur of the Year, Dr. Rick Schaefer. He's going to share with us some insights of not only how to grow a business, but how to create a customer, client, patient experience that make them raving fans. He's also going to share with us how to be happier in the workplace and create a team environment where both the employer and the employees are excited about creating a winning team. Welcome, Dr. Rick. Thanks, Jim. Hey, it's great to have you here. You've been recognized as Entrepreneur of the Year with Glazier Kennedy, where you've had a practice where in the first year, starting from scratch in an arthritic knee pain clinic, a niche market, you went from 30000 of billing in your first month to over a million dollars just 12 months later. You had to do a lot of things right. So in today's talk, I want people to look at this as a perspective, whether you're a business owner or an employee, or you're a customer of some business, here's the way business is done, and here's what you should expect. So talk to me a little bit about, first of all, how did you start this clinic? Because your background wasn't necessarily a knee doctor. You started out as an anesthesiologist. How did you begin this clinic and begin this journey of success? Absolutely. Well, I've got 20 years experience as pain management and anesthesia, and I decided I wanted a new challenge because I really love the management and the marketing side of business. So I wanted to do something really unique and special. I found a couple other guys who wanted to support the project and help me get started with this project. And we did some research and we found that knee arthritis was a really nice niche. In other words, there's a lot of it and people weren't getting the care that they really needed. Most people say, here, take this cortisone shot, take a bunch of pills, and then as soon as it gets bad enough, we'll just replace your knee, right? I mean, a huge life-changing thing is to get artificial knees. A lot of times it works great. Sometimes it's horrific. So we decided there was a great need in the market for this, and we could offer a rehabilitation program that lasts five to six weeks that would really be the best possible thing that these patients could entertain. A lot of these patients who thought they needed to have their knee replaced do not need to have that. They can function great without it. So we carved out a little niche that we knew we would like to promote. It would really help people. And from a marketing standpoint, we understood that if you can market one little tiny niche... You can be instantly successful because you appear to be the expert right out of the blocks. My example is if you're looking for a handyman and you got a dishwasher issue and you go to the yellow pages or online and you see 30 guys who are jack of all trades, experts in everything, no job too big, too small, we handle everything. And then you see one guy who says, I'm the dishwasher doctor. I'm the dishwasher expert. Who are you going to call? That's the guy, right? Because you want to have that expert. And that's what we did. So I studied this process. Obviously, I have a lot of experience in pain management and injections and all that. So I put the program together with physical therapy, bracing, and lubricating injections. And we had a five- to six-week model that's great for rehabbing. 
So when I advertised it, I went right to mass media right away. Didn't want to depend on physician referrals because so many of those docs, their hands are tied, like who they're allowed to send to and who they're not based on insurance and hospitals and everything else. Went right to the newspaper, full page ad, knee specialists of Wisconsin. And immediately people saw us as the expert. The first day I opened, I had previously booked in seven brand new patients. So the first day we were open, I already had, which felt like almost a full schedule. It was amazing. What are some of the other key components that grew your business so rapidly and so successfully? I really focused on two things. One is the marketing side, and that means following up with our existing patients, following up with people who say no when they come in and they go, I don't know, it's a little bit of -of out-of-pocket cost, it's kind of a big commitment, I don't know if I want to do this, I'm kind of on the fence. I call those the pending people are on the fence. And I have a system where I follow up with those people. I have something I call the not now letter. You guys know in sales, there's never really truly a no. Mm -hmm. It's only a not now, right? right? That's true. So I have a not now letter where I send a letter to the patient and I say, I think you made a great decision. I understand you decided to hold off on this. You're not quite ready for this. I think that's brilliant. It's important that when you do come to us, you're totally ready. Pick the right time. So I think you made a great decision. By the way, here's a copy of a book that has a lot of positive ideas about health. It's been helpful to a lot of other people. Hopefully it can be of some benefit to you. So they decided not to do business with me, right? Not to enter into our program. And I sent them a thank you note with a gift. Mm -hmm. Total energy shifter, right? And then for the patients who do enter into the program, I send them a series of six greeting cards in the mail and a gift as well. So we keep them engaged. We keep it personal. I literally have patients who come in with tears in their eyes saying, I got your card. And I was getting a little discouraged that maybe this wouldn't work. And all of a sudden, I got this card from you saying, hang in there. It's going to be great. And it gave me hope. And it's a huge energy shifter again. A lot of these are simple marketing ideas. Of course, we do a monthly newsletter that we send to the patients, tell personal stories about myself and the staff so that people feel engaged with us, you know, on a human basis. And we do gifting and all the good marketing things. Secondly, I focused on the energy of the clinic. And that had a lot to do with recruitment of staff, management of staff, and training of staff, and how we treat each other and how we treat the patients. So we create an energy that I believe creates the best patient experience anywhere in the country in any medical clinic. That's awesome. And I got to comment on that because in today's world with online shopping and all that, everything is so impersonal. And I think people are starving for just even a little bit of attention to know that they matter. And it's not a gimmick or a scheme. It's about incorporating a way of doing business that you create a relationship with your client or your customer or your patient. And it doesn't matter whether it's a medical clinic, we're in the financial services business. It doesn't matter what business. I mean, look at Walmart. Okay, people kid about the Walmart greeter. Nobody else seems to care that you're coming into their store, but at Walmart, they hire someone locally with a smile to say, welcome, thanks for coming in. It's just that little bit of touch. Yep. And you know it works, right? You know it's a good investment, return on investment, or they wouldn't do it, right? Company of that size. It's amazing. What was fun about this practice, too, is I was able to start it from scratch. So I was able to pay attention to every detail from the very beginning. And I really started with visualization. I really imagined what it would feel like for the staff to come in and work there what it would feel like for the patients to walk in the door. And I started to have this vision that was a lot like the bar Cheers from the TV show, 
right? Where you walk in, what's their theme song? Everybody knows your name. Mm, Everybody knows your name. Patient walks in and everybody yells out, Norm, you know? (laughs) And that's what we have. That's what I taught the staff. I would quiz the staff. I'd go, close your eyes to my receptionist. I go, who's the next patient in through the door? Mm. (laughs) That's great. Right? So that they don't look up and go like, oh, who's that person again? They're expecting them. And what's really interesting is you have the return patients, right, who are coming back for treatments and stuff, and you get to know them really well, right? And if you see a name you recognize, but you can't remember what their face is, you can actually go into our system and see a copy of their driver's license, right, because it's part of the identification thing. So then you go, oh, yeah, that's the guy. So when he walks in, I'm going to go, hi, Jim. You know, it's such a wonderful feeling. And we even do it for the new patients because we have a new patient come in about every 45 minutes for a new patient exam. Well, that's easy. It's the one person you're not going to recognize. And you know what gender they are and you know what age they are. So when they walk in, you can say, oh, you must be Mary. We've been expecting you. Yeah. And it's all first name basis. We're certainly dealing with an older target market, right? 55 to 95 year old demographic. And they love that. And I taught my staff, and this is true across the entire sales world, that every patient of ours has one favorite word. Yeah. And that's their first name. Mm-hmm. Yep. Their name. And they just love that when you call them by name. And they feel recognized, listened to. I also teach my staff that if someone comes up to the desk and they want to tell a story, you listen. You engage with that patient and give them whatever feels good to them. You know, And sometimes you feel like, oh, I got a bunch of work to do. No. I also teach them the first person to look away loses so that when a patient comes in and they look up and they go, hey, Mary, we've been expecting you. Go ahead and have a seat. You keep eye contact until the patient looks away and then you look away. All these little subtle things make it feel so different, right? Because if you go, hey, Jim, how you doing? And then all of a sudden look down and you're Mm. like engaging with me and you're about ready to tell me something and then you get shut down, right? It's like you get built up and then you get dropped down. These little subtle things are huge. Now, I got to believe you don't get any referrals by treating patients that way. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That's such a great perspective too, because you know what we do takes more time and we spend more money but it actually turns out to be a bigger profit center, right? Because from that one ad, we get patients, and then they send their friends, they talk to everybody about us. And we even get referrals from patients who didn't have a positive outcome. Because you know in medicine, we can never guarantee, right? 5 to 10% of our people get disappointing results from the program, and they're going to have to seek something else. They still send their friends. I got a thank you card just two days ago from one of our patients who said, I wanted to let you know this thing really didn't work. I'm going for a knee replacement now. But number one, I really appreciate what you did because now I know I really need the knee replacement. I feel like I did everything I could. And secondly, I had such a wonderful time, and I love your staff, and I'll send everybody I know to see you. I'm sure they're asking, can you do the knee replacement? Uh, Yeah, they are. And then they go, do you guys do shoulders? Right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. When you were telling that story, it made me think of probably a couple times a year. In our office, we have a back door and a front door. And of course, clients generally traffic through the front door and employees to the back. I always will try and come in the front door. And I'll actually sit in the lobby and look around. Sometimes I'll do this on the weekend, and sometimes I'll do it during the week when our vice president of first impressions is at her desk, just to experience what you see from that client's perspective. 
I'm accused of being a little attentive to detail, but <laughs> I like to at least see what they're seeing. Because I'm usually greeting somebody in the conference room, but we like to maybe refer to it as greet, seat, and treat. So that vice president of first impressions has to guide that person to a comfortable place, offer them a beverage, generally tracking what they've had before and offering it again, just demonstrating mm. in their record, good to see you again, Bill, today. Did you want coffee with cream? Those little touches, I think, make people feel welcome. And that's a positive energy. And obviously, your clients know you're keeping notes. Of course. But it doesn't matter, right? It's like the fact that you're offering and that you know them is huge. I noticed you have parking spots with labels on them, too, mm. which is a huge thing because you pull into the parking lot and you go, I'm not sure where I'm supposed to park. You see that sign and you go, ah, comfort level. They're expecting me. They've saved a spot for me, right? And it just makes it so nice. I love what you're doing. The whole idea of that energy when you walk in. In our clinic, you know how it feels to walk into a medical clinic? Usually you get a bunch of paperwork thrown at you, yeah. and a clipboard and whatever, and it's like we never do that at the desk. When a new patient comes in, we always say, please have a cup of custom coffee here, get yourself comfortable, and I'll be out to chat with you. So then the receptionist walks around the counter and sits down next to them once mm. they're settled in. And we go, well, now you know we need some paperwork filled out, blah, blah, blah. So it's a completely different energy. Very simple. but yeah, And it's sad to say that that's unique. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's rare. I love that you're paying attention to that. It's really fun to kind of quiz the receptionist on those little things that matter, like who's the next person in the door, or walk in and see what it feels like. I was greeted beautifully when I walked in. They were yeah. expecting me. They were standing. It just felt really comfortable. And then immediately I got information that was real, right? Because that's what you want, too. You don't want to be told, okay, well, they'll be with you in just a minute. You want to know who's going to be with you and really how long. Oh. You know, in our clinic, it's medical, right? So sometimes we run 10 minutes behind. I think it's so important for that patient to know that. Yeah. Because they might step out into the hall and make a call. They might settle down and really want to read a chapter of one of our books in our lending library. You know, it makes a difference, right? 10 minutes, and then they're not wondering. These concepts certainly apply to any business. If you know what is the standard in your business, then achieve greater than that. And or they basically would say, under promise and over deliver. Give a person a great experience. For example, maybe in your industry, there's this philosophy of I'm always having to wait. So you find ways to deal with that because your appointments are tightly booked. Mm -hmm. In our case, they're generally two to three hours apart. So it's a little different. So we can respond to that. But you can apply these principles to any business you have. You know how amazing it is just to have someone know who you are Yeah. the first time you walk in? I mean, that's just wild for someone to say, oh, you must be Dr. Schaefer. We were expecting you. It's just absolutely amazing because no matter who walks in for the first time, they don't recognize anything, right? It's all new to them. So any little comfort level. Well, in our business, huge. many times you're walking in and telling your whole life story that day. Or in some cases, we'll send out to someone kind of a checklist and a branded custom bag to bring their data in, their items. Well, they're putting all these things together, and they've only talked to a voice on the phone. Many times because, like your experience of your patients, been referred to you because of that positive experience somebody yeah. else has had, but there's that extra comfort level. But they're knowing we need to tell our whole story. you got to make people feel comfortable with that. 
That's a lot, isn't it? It and is. So you're telling me that if you make people feel comfortable, you're going to have an easier time closing the sale. Absolutely. <laughs> you're going to do business, and they're going to enjoy doing business, and they're going to give you more referrals. But we need to take a short break, and when we come back, let's talk about the secrets to success, both from an employer perspective of the team that you put around you. And I've heard you describe this, and I'm excited to share this with our listeners. But then also, if you're someone at a job, How do you make yourself invaluable? And today's unemployment rate is some of the highest we've seen in decades. What can you do to put yourself in a better position as an employee to make you more valuable? So please stay tuned. Don't forget to visit the Resources for You section on your Real Wealth Professionals website. You'll find links to many educational tools and resources. You'll also find a must-read section including many great authors who have been guests on past programs. Feel free to order any books that interest you or someone you know. Welcome back as we continue to visit with doctor, business owner, entrepreneur, business coach, and author, Dr. Rick Schaefer. Doctor, we're so glad to have you today, and I think you're sharing some words of wisdom that any business owner can benefit from by implementing some of the simple steps that you took to raise your business from basically starting from scratch of $30,000 a month billing to over a million in less than a year. And not only that, you've got employees that are happy, you've got patients that are happy by creating a unique patient experience. So whether you're dealing with patients or customers, customers or clients. I think anybody can learn from this. But now I'd like to shift the focus. You've talked about employees and how they just love coming to work and they love working and being part of a team. And my hope is let's talk about it from not only an employer perspective, but also an employee perspective, because in today's world, we got some of the highest unemployment we've had in decades. So what words of wisdom can you share with us about how to create that unique employer-employee relationship where everybody's part of a team creating this unique customer or patient experience? Okay, I'd love to. So I got bad news for all the business owners out there. Unfortunately, it really does start at the top. (laughs) I was afraid you were going to say that. (laughs) But it's interesting because like a parent, all you have to be is an example to your children, right? And they're going to pick up on that. It's the same thing in business. You just have to be the right example and it'll work out fine. So it's really not that big of a responsibility. And I think it all starts with recruiting and the energy that you create. If you're starting from scratch and you have the ability to hire your own people, that's fantastic. There's no perfect way to hire, but I like when you do an advertisement for somebody that you put in some energetic thing, something about the perspective of the practice, not the job description itself, but what makes the environment unique. Like we're looking for someone with this type of personality who really feeds off of this type of energy and maybe their favorite author is one of these people or just something unusual because then you're going to connect to someone in a different way. I've had people who've called me off my Craigslist ads who've said, I don't even care if you hire me or not. I just need to meet you. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It creates a draw, right? They realize there's something unusual about our business. Secondly, When I first interview them, I let them know that the primary responsibility that they have is to care for their other employees. And they think that it's obviously going to be the patients is the priority, right? But it starts with the employees because if you care for each other, the patients will pick up on that care and they'll realize they're getting drawn into that kind of energy. And it just naturally works out perfectly for the patients. If something happens where a receptionist gets a call from school and it's like, "Uh oh, something happened to her kid. She's got to go take care of something. Wow. That's like the immediate focus of the practice. Then it's like we all need to band together and help cover her and make sure that she can get out of there. 
there to take care of what really matters, right? We expose that to the patients. So they see what's going on. They know why it's happening and what's happening. And they don't care about being inconvenienced a little bit on time because they know they're part of that energy to help a person who's in need. Well, you know, a lot of people have kind of the attitude of, well, that's not my job. So it just gets left undone. And if you had a key person who's welcoming and greeting your patients, and now all of a sudden people are there to just all take a seat or whatever, that's not my job. I'm not going to get the coffee today because that's their job. Well, that creates a poor customer experience. But if they're all doing the lifting together and backing each other up, I remember having a cup of coffee with you a few months ago, and you shared a story about how your employees cheat on their timesheets. <laughs> and yeah. this was before yeah. we really got to know each other. And I I'm thinking, yeah, I have one of those and I was ready to get rid of her and all that stuff. And you totally shifted my mindset as you started to describe that. Share that, please. That's really funny. And it really comes from that energy of them knowing that their primary responsibility is to each other, not to me, the boss, not to the patients, but to each other. So when they go off to lunch and they realize it's a real hammered day where everybody's really burdened and their coworkers are like trying to cover them while they're at lunch and stuff, they oftentimes will cheat. They'll put 30 minutes on their time card and they'll come back to work in like 15 or 20 minutes. You know, and I catch them. I catch them cheating. (laughs) (laughs) But it's because they just care for each other and they don't care about the money necessarily or like every minute they don't add it up. They just go, you know, we want to help. We had one experience where My office manager was so overwhelmed with a bunch of insurance requests that two of the receptionists offered to come in on the weekend and help her with the project and asked not to be paid for it. They just wanted to help like you would a neighbor or friend or a family member. It's just, it's amazing the energy that we've created. And once you get that started, Jim, once you get the energy started like that, people who don't fit into that won't last, right? Then when you hire somebody and they're not the perfect fit and you can't figure out why they're not thriving exactly, by the time you really start to kind of focus on it and plan a meeting with them, they're ready to walk out anyway because they just don't fit in. They don't have the right energy to fit in with that. It reminds me kind of of you're creating the Norman Rockwell experience of old Americana where the communities, you remember they talked about the barn raising, the whole community get together, help each other out. They're not worried about what's in it for them. It's about what they can do for others. Sounds like that's what you've created. That's it exactly. Take care of each other. And then everybody knows it's okay to tell people what's going on. Like I've got some things are really going crazy at home right now. Could I come in an hour later? And everybody bands together and says, yeah, take care of what matters and then we'll cover you, right? We'll cover you. And I do the same thing. I mean, sometimes I'll do a task that's not necessarily in the doctor's job description and the patients see that and it gives them like a whole different feel too. Like sometimes patient will park in the wrong spot and they have to walk a long ways and obviously they have knee arthritis, right? Yeah. So sometimes I'll run out there. If I have a minute, I'll go, let me go pull your car up. And they just like are flabbergasted, you know? And our staff knows that they can do anything they need to do so long as it's helpful to the patient and makes the patient feel good. If they want to take them out to their car with an umbrella on a rainy day or if they want to just escort them, you know, or something, or they want to map quest so that they can get to their next appointment from our place, it doesn't matter because there's no more important work for any of my staff to do than care for a human being, right? So it sounds like one of the things you've done is you've empowered your people. They've got the power themselves 
to make decisions to make the practice better. And as long as you're in a business where you can allow people some of that latitude, the performance goes through the roof, the attitude goes through the roof. And in our office, we've talked about in the past, we've had some of those employees that didn't fit. And we describe them as a cancer because that negative attitude Mm -hmm. spreads like cancer. But you can also have a positive attitude that can spread like a good cancer and just permeate in the office. And I'm sure that also, if you've got a happy staff, what does that do to productivity? I think your numbers show it, right? Yeah, it just goes through the roof. And what's so fun is that I do not micromanage and I am a very empowering coach or boss. And I let people know that. I go, you know, I may fire you someday, but I'm not going to watch you. I'm not going to monitor what you're doing. And I say, you need to use judgment. You need to feel good about what you're doing here. And, you know, come in. Some people show up like two seconds before their shift starts. Some people come in 15 minutes early. Depends on their personality, right? What feels good to them. The other thing is sometimes things go crazy, right? Sometimes you're all working like it's an absolute pandemonium and you're working like crazy. And then when there's a lull, I don't care if they want to text their kids and check on them or if they want to log into Facebook really quick and do that. If there's a little lull, that's the time to do it. And because they're monitoring themselves, you know, I'm empowering them to make those decisions. They always pay perfect attention to each other and to the patients and they feel connected. They don't feel drawn away from their real life. They still feel connected. We don't really have rules. It's kind of fun. People ask about the dress code. They go like, what kind of shoes are we allowed to wear? And I go, well, wear whatever pair of shoes makes you feel the best that day and most full of yourself so you can do the best work possible. And sometimes that means that they come in with sandals on. Sometimes it means that they come in with heels on. It's really neat. Whatever they're feeling that day, they can do. I see your dress code, right? You come in. I'm sure you're in a suit sometimes, and sometimes you're in a polo shirt, right? So it's really neat to have that freedom and know that you're contributing. And then sometimes they'll have a special day like a Packer Day or a Brewer Day or something, right? Because we're in Wisconsin, and they'll all wear something that way. But they all work together on it. And the ultimate effect is that everybody is most connected to their best personal energy. The other thing is they all know that they leave the world outside the door, like all the strife and all the stress, whatever's bothering them, they leave it all outside because it's a positive environment. And I really focus on that. I let them know right up front at the interview that it's really important to me that it's all positive energy, that you don't tell negative stories. You don't repeat that stuff because I don't want that energy in the clinic because it spreads. It can get to the patients and all that stuff. Everybody knows that. And then one of the key things is that I think probably my best management advice to any business owner is to treat your employees like volunteers because it shifts your energy. Every time you see them working, you go, wow, is that fantastic. I love that they're doing for me. It feels like a gift, right? Every day when they go home, you thank them for being there today. If they come in two minutes late, you go, wow, just think how great it is that they're here at all to help you. And that shifts the energy. And they realize that. They realize they're accepted, they're appreciated, and they feel so much better about themselves. Do you remember the coach Bear Bryant? Mm -hmm. One of his most brilliant coaching tactics was that he only showed film to his players of what they did right. Mm. He never showed them the mistakes. So therefore, in their mind, he kept reinforcing it and reinforcing it. And that's the same tactic that I take. I talk about what the employees are doing well and what I appreciate them for, because then that component and that energy grows and expands. That's awesome. I'll bet you your reviews are a fun time. Yeah. 
That's right. It is kind of funny because I just like sit back and go, so what do you think your strongest asset? What did you do well for us? You know, I just go, you're absolutely right. And here's a few more things that you did well too. It's all positive energy. And it's really interesting. You think you need to focus on the mistakes or the negative energy, but you know, people realize when they did something wrong, they realize when they put something on the schedule in the wrong place. They know that. You don't have to put attention on that. And if you don't, it makes them want to succeed even more. And it empowers them to have the energy and the starting point to do that. Because they're thinking about all the things that they're doing right and how they're appreciated. And man, do they love that. I mean, do they love that being appreciated? It's like a child, right? I mean, a child wants to be affirmed for what they're doing well. And you know, as a good parent, that's the best thing you can possibly do for them. We talked about this right after the break. What advice would you give to an employee to make them an invaluable part of the team? Excellent. For the boss, it's important to treat his employees like volunteers. For the employee, it's important for them to act as though they're the business owner. They own the business. That's the empowering part of it. They own whatever part of that business they're in and take personal responsibility for it. And the best thing they could possibly do is not by words, but by actions. That's just awesome. And I think anybody listening today, I mean, I could go on and on and on and listen to you all day. In today's negative world, everything's talking about, you put on the news, you put on the radio, it's all about what's wrong. Nobody's celebrating what's right. You're celebrating, obviously, what's right. But in the news media, you don't get enough of that. Now, you've taken on kind of a new challenge. You started a coaching career. You obviously, with your medical practice, have done a fantastic job of unbelievable growth. And I think the attitude of gratitude you have in the workplace and the way the customers feel about you, and I should say patients. I look back to some of the doctors I've gone to. Sometimes I felt like cattle. And I've got a personal physician right now who actually took the time to get to know me. And every time I go in there, he says, oh, how did that work out with your kids going to that high school? And how's your job going? And how's the market doing? And all that. And he takes some time to get to know me. Even though I know he's just reading notes, I know he's taking the time to create a personal relationship. And I know in medical practices, you've differentiated yourself from what the norm is and create a great success. So if there's a medical practitioner out there that's looking for some coaching, I know you'll take some time one-on-one and teach them. How do they get in touch with you about that? Oh, well, first off, for contact, it's easy. Just go to my website. My coaching program is called The Light Effect, and light is spelled L-I-T-E. It's actually an acronym for love is the experience, Mm -hmm. because the big focus for us is the experience that everyone has, the patient experience and the staff experience. I want the patients to say, best experience I've ever had in my life, and I want the employees to say, best job I've ever had in my life. And so the light effect dot com and then you can see some of the things that I offer and you can get a little bit of information too that might help you. And the DVD that we have to offer oftentimes is packed full enough that you can swipe a few good ideas from there. And if you're an implementer, you can put a lot of things in place just from that. If you're not an implementer and you need more help, I'm happy to help you outsource that or even come in as a consultant and take care of some of these things. I can teach the new patient experience. I can teach the new patient phone experience. I can help you track. We have custom call converting tracking software for all your advertising so that you can actually measure every single thing that you do and make sure your money's going back to where you get the best return on investment. And of course, that's something that works across all industries, not just medicine. And then I also can do an ongoing monthly coaching program with an independent medical practitioner as well. 
And that's awesome. I mean, too often the business controls us and we're too busy running around and sometimes we can't see the forest through the trees. And sometimes having an outside set of eyes kind of watching over and keeping things on track can be so impactful. If you talk to your advisor, they can get in touch with us and we can also connect you with Dr. Rick. Dr. Rick, I really appreciate you sharing all these words of wisdom. Normally our show is a little bit shorter. Hopefully people got a lot of extra nuggets. You also wrote a book and you had 37 days to maximum life and you threw in an extra nugget on that one as well. So I love the fact that you share in abundance. Thank you very much for joining us. Look forward to sharing with you again sometime in the near future. Thank you, Jim and Tony. I really appreciate being here and hopefully we're going to make a difference and change the world. Thanks for joining us this week, and tune in again next week as we explore another phase of the real wealth process. And remember, if anything you heard in today's show you'd like to get more information about, contact your real wealth advisor. Also, if you feel that any of this information will be helpful to a friend or family member, just click the forward to a friend button. Podcast from Prism Insurance Agency. We've got additional information and links in our show notes, which you can click on to learn more. If you have any questions about any of the topics covered or would like to learn more, you can go to our website, www.myprisminsurance.com. You can reach out to us on Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter. Call us at 951-243-2800 or email me directly at prob at myprisminsurance.com. The email is in the show notes as well. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in and have a wonderful week.